Hey guys, welcome back. BGC Gare here. We're back with our weekly Q&A content. Uh, it's just a weird way of saying it, but this is a video and a podcast. So if you're on YouTube, which you probably are based off of our numbers, you can check out the links in the description to get this on mm. uh, a bunch of different podcasting platforms. And if you're on the podcast, you should subscribe to us on BDC Gare Gaming on YouTube. Because uh, if this is in your ears right now, then I, I assume that you'd, you know, like some of the other stuff that we do too maybe mm -hmm. who knows mm -hmm. uh, anyways to get into it this week uh do you want to say what people are going to be looking at if they're watching the video all right so animated batman beyond i don't know that there's a lot to say about him his the his stats are low his base stats are low he's got a nice special two which it, it is back and loaded is it as far as the last hit does the most damage but it's reasonably well distributed so that it's maybe if you're not an MP and fighting characters that are the same as you, that when you are um, in the offline play and maybe characters are a little bit below your level, yeah, the special two can do enough damage to knock out all three in one go. Solid. Yeah, it's not bad. It's mm -hmm. definitely fun. Um, but I think what it says more when you're watching this is just how good Hawkgirl and Rebirth Raven are. Yeah. When you can slot them in so easily... And basically fill up two slots, put in almost anybody who's a similar power level to either Hawkgirl or Rebirth Raven, and it works. Mm -hmm. I think that really tells you that these are, you know, S-tier yeah. characters. Yeah. Everybody's always been asking who are the best. I think the best are the ones that make anybody good. Yeah. Um, what else was I, I thought I had some other thought and I can't remember you're, you're gonna tell me something about some video games too right mm -hmm. uh so yeah I just, the game awards just happened and Baldur's what game, game awards the game awards the game awards uh, oh it's it's so it's the it's named like that I think it it's, literally might be like the VGAs or something I forget what okay. the name of it is but yeah it's it's the sort of big one what's funny is I found out that world's strongest man is is copyrighted yeah like that there's a tr not copyright trademarked Mm -hmm. So there's a competing strongman event, and that that their title is trademarked, but I just for the life of me can't remember it. But it's mm -hmm. funny to me that you can trademark that kind of basic, yeah, um, thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. To... I guess if you can establish it uh, and justify the fact that this is like branding that only you have used, mm -hmm. and that people recognize you as that, then you can get a trademark on it, yeah. right? Oh, um, I I just I just remember what I was going to say about anime Batman Beyond. What what's a drag about him? What's disappointing about Batman Beyond is the animation for a special one is really fast. Instead of like throwing batarangs or anything, it's like he flings his hand and stuff shoots like really fast. Yeah, and it look, feels like it should work really quick, but you can only do two special ones against a maxed out invulnerability of mm. Astro Harness, which is a jip. Because I feel like the more you oh, can do it, we shouldn't use that word. Remember? Oh, a ripoff. Yeah. So. It, it's um sorry about that i apologize okay. so the it, it should for how fast it looks it should be able to do more than what say new 52 wonder woman can with her special tantu tono special one so that and claw of horror so that she can shatter two gears mm -hmm. anime Batman should do more i mean for all the other stuff that's yeah. good he should be able to do more because it 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 the animation of a special one leads you to expect that. And I think we've talked a lot about this, how a lot of the disappointments have to do with not just whether something's good or bad, but what your expectations are going into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, yeah, so I was going to say about the Game Awards, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 won, and it won a bunch of different stuff across the board. And I've been playing the game, and, you know, I think it's great, so I'm not uh, surprised it won. It's a AAA game. It's a AAA game. Okay. Um, and it's also just, on a lot of levels, exceptionally impressive. But I was seeing, uh, it's hard to say how many people actually felt this way. I just saw that there was sort of opinions about opinions. Yeah. And I saw some people sharing opinions about uh, that Spider-Man 2 should have won, right? Sp- Spider-Man. Did you play that? It was too? one of the ones. That, no, I played the original sort of Insomniac Spider-Man game. I've not played Spider-Man two, um, and there's been like a lot of discourse about it. You know, some people saying, uh, "Well, you know, they're very different, so it's hard to compare." Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some people going like, "Oh, well, you know, Spider-Man two is great, but it is like part of a series that have had a bunch of games released in the series for like multiple years now, so it's not really anything particularly." um new surprising well it's it's more just that it's less surprising whereas Baldur's gate 3 was like a real sort of knock it out of the park moment okay um lots of different opinions but the thing that i thought was interesting is i watched recently jacob geller's top 10 games of this Mm. year video Mm -hmm. and i was surprised by two things which is one that he has played so many games that he finished 53 or something games this year and the second thing that it made me think about was how few games the average person actually plays because when i think about the number of games i played this year mm-hmm. like i don't know i've played some shorter sort of experiences right uh i've played some multiplayer games <laughs> like uh and put a bunch of hours in those but those are mostly as sort of like a social experience and then i played like you know uh, a couple games right in terms of like big games i've played mm-hmm. is maybe like you know f- three or something like that right um and then and big game is anything that's more than like maybe like eight hours, right? Right. Uh, and I, I that might even be a little bit generous for how many I played. I, I haven't even counted them up. Uh, and so it's interesting to me because you see all of this discussion about like, oh, should this have won game of the year? Should this have won game of the year? Everybody's got their own opinions on everything. And what's kind of interesting about it is that just you, most people have had such a narrow range of experience. They've only played sort of like a handful of games anyways. Right. That how could you even vote for like a single unified game of the year? Because even just with a list of six games, right? Right. The chance any given person has played and finished all six or played them for long enough to decide that they don't like them, but have also given them the proper chance is so small. So I see a list of six games and I'm kind of just voting for the one that I happen to play probably. Right. But that argument's been made actually about the Hugo Awards. Yeah. So Hugo Awards are the big science fiction awards that are voted on by the membership of the world con yeah as opposed to say the nebula which is also a big science fiction award that's voted on by the membership of the science fiction or science fiction fantasy writers of america yeah or the world fantasy award which is a juried award mm-hmm. where a group of people get a long list of suggestions are given a long list of suggestions and read through and narrow it down to short list so they're yeah. all sort of different but the same argument's been made that especially when we're talking about the the short forms yeah that people maybe don't read all of them and they feel like they're not qualified to nominate yeah and i think the best argument i've seen is that you should anyways because that's what brings attention to it and even the long list nominations yeah get the extra attention and maybe find um if it's good enough find an audience that's willing to sort of um push for it yeah 
Yeah, no, so it's just, it's interesting. And game of the year, I think the, in a lot of ways, really big games are often a little bit like Marvel movies for me, which is that, you know, they're great to participate in if you want to be part of sort of the conversation about the thing, right? right. If you want to talk about a movie, seeing a Marvel movie is a great bet to be able to sort of have a conversation. Although I think increasingly that's becoming not true. I think the new Marvel movies... I have sort of heard less and less about them. And I think less of my friends are watching them. But it used to be anyways, right? Right. So they're great in that way. But my favorite movie, my the best experience that I have with a movie in any given year uh, is very unlikely to be sort of one of those big tentpole movies like a Marvel movie or a James Bond or like a Mission mm-hmm. Impossible or whatever. Just is because... James Bond still a thing? It feels like James Bond is very passive. There's a new one that happened a couple years ago. The No Time to Die or whatever, right? Oh, that was an awful movie. I didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know. Um, I was just trying to think about, like, big franchises like Star Wars, you know. Okay. Oh, right. We were talking about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so, like, I'm really enjoying Baldur's Gate, and a bunch of people I know are playing Baldur's Gate. uh, And so I I actually honestly haven't really talked with folks I know about it that much because I feel like I kind of got into it at the wrong time. Like, I waited until people were done. Not too late because people are still playing it, but just that... uh, the conversation has passed by a little bit, although I feel like more people are talking about it now with the game awards. But I think really, um, like the stuff that I like a lot is never going to be the stuff that's on Game of the Year stage. I like a lot of small, weird indie stuff. Maybe it's only like a couple hours long. There's stuff that really makes you think about it. And it's not to say that those aren't like really well beloved. Like what remains of Edith Finch, right? Mm. Is not like this nobody's heard of game by any means i'm only really playing Mm -hmm. games that i've gotten recommended to me by like multiple sources most of the time so as small as they might be they're still relatively large yeah but like small enough that they're probably not triple a right they're they're more likely to be an indie game more likely to be something else and uh, those ones often are able to do stuff that uh sticks with me for longer like her story is a great example of that right or her story is a game that has stuck with me well 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 past its runtime and Baldur's gate I'm really enjoying my time with. I think it's like a really well-crafted game mm-hmm. and it's cool and it does a lot of things super right. And I think when I'm done with it, I'm going to be able to put it down and probably not spend that much time thinking mm-hmm. about it past the confines of it. And I know that's not true. So for some of my friends, they picked it up and like were like obsessed with it mm-hmm. and I think still are kind of obsessed with it. But for me, I'm yeah, this is cool. This is fun. I'm going to put it down and, and that'll be it for me. Yep. But anyway, I just thought it was, it was interesting. I was just thinking about it with the awards because there's all these people saying like, oh, Tell me how this game could possibly win over that one. And I'm like, wow, you've played both of them? That's weird. <laughs> right. They're, it seems like both of them are pretty long games. you got a so lot of... how much of a commitment then is, uh, on average, I mean, I, clearly yeah. they're all different, but on average, what do you think a commitment to a game would be? I think a it? lot of AAA games are like at least 15 hours now. 1-5? Yeah. So, I mean, if if your job, you're t- talking about the somebody who played yeah. 53 games in the last year yeah so if your job is that and you're spending 40 hours a week playing yeah i think you can hit that not yeah but you're not just playing it it's then making and editing content about it right oh i guess if, so. you're, no, no, that's if your job is journalism or vi- or video essays or whatever yeah. the most of the time you probably spend you know more time doing the research and essay work that you do playing the games right. themselves oh that's interesting i so because i you you mentioned it and i watched it it was h bomber guy's video about plagiarism oh did you watch the whole thing i watched probably I, i'm still working my way through it 
And I've because I've watched that too. I've watched it, but sort of in the background, I was paying attention as stuff caught my yeah. eye, but I didn't pay attention. Have like, you hit the halfway point yet? I think I have, because there's that one guy. There's well, there's a few, yeah. But there's one guy who was in the queer space. Yep, that's who was the halfway stealing point. from. Who, yeah, he was stealing from all these other smaller people. Yeah. and plagiarizing him and not crediting them properly. Yeah. And boy, has there... And so now I'm actually properly following what's happening on Twitter and Blue Sky when people are making comments, and I, I get the context. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 15 to 18 hours is Spider-Man 2, and then Baldur's Gate 3 is apparently about 56 hours, primarily focusing on the main objective, and uh, about 144 hours for 100% completion. Wow. So, and then for Spider-Man so 2, it, they say 100% completion is 24 to 28. So is this reviewer completing it, or he, or they're just finishing it? Um, the person who beat 50-something games, I think they're, you know, just beating the game, but having whatever okay. experience. So, like, right. probably somewhere around the average time. Right. Yeah. No, it was just, it was just interesting to think about, because I think even in times that I've had a lot of free time on my hands, I've never motored through that many games, I think, at any right. point, Right. right. Um, I mean, people can make that, there's a lot of that kind of perspective looking in on what people do. Like people could say the same about us that we've been playing injustice for so long. We put in so many hours. It's hard to imagine yeah. that you do that. But I think clearly if this is this person's vocation, then there's partly that they enjoy doing it. Yeah. And then partly is that those little, you know, because every once you, you've got to have some sort of battle fatigue a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of Jacob Geller's work. Okay. Uh, his videos are, are pretty great. And he did, um, he does pretty fun stuff every once in a while. He recently, right. he does a sword stream every year where he raises money for charity and he plays, it's either, I think it's like 24 hours straight of yeah. games where he jumps from game to game with, with swords in them. So. But I think the idea though is that there's probably a little bit of extra motivation because knowing that this is what they they feel an obligation to do it. Yeah. So everything, there's going to be ebbs and flows and all those times where you're getting maybe a little bit tired of it, mm -hmm. you sort of push through, you yeah. know, like, like a marathon. And because of the way that he uses sort of video games as texts and he combines that with sort of graphic novels and other stuff, it's almost like he's becoming more sort of well-read and well-researched. He often plays some really sort of interesting out there stuff. And so some of the stuff I hear about from his stuff is like, Oh, here's a, video game about you know photography that has an environmental mm -hmm. bent and is done by a group of uh indigenous uh people and it sort of deals with like themes of like environmentalism mm -hmm. and police brutality and all this other stuff and like state violence and it's like right. so so he's playing some really sort of cool interesting stuff and i imagine that that also probably lessens the fatigue a little bit it's not right. like i think if i was like a, a games journalist and i was just only playing the big stuff that people really wanted mm -hmm. writing about mm -hmm. that would get the most clicks. That would be a lot more, that'd be a lot harder for me to manage. Right. You know, even one level harder than just playing that many games in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, getting into our first question, maybe yeah. uh, this one comes from Cameron one Oh seven two. Uh, they say, I personally don't have a huge problem with hacking either, but I can understand why people are against it. But I always feel bad for people who get accused of hacking or even reported when they might have just spent some money on the game. Most of us forget that there's even an op sorry that that's even an option, but it is. And I think a new player is for far more likely to make an in-game purchase since they wouldn't know what the deals in the store wouldn't know that the deals in the store aren't great value for money. Sorry, I made two 
reading errors there. Mm-hmm. But that's on me, not on Cameron. So there's an interesting discussion, I think, to be had about hacking and how people talk about it and how people either do it or accuse other people of doing it. Yeah. And the the parallel that I want to do use is performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. I think that... So here's, here's what I see, if, if I want to try to break it down properly, is that there are people who um, do hack mm-hmm. and people who accuse others of hacking. And I think the problem with hacking, we, I think we've addressed this repeatedly, is that if you do it in a way that messes up other people's experiences yeah. with the game, that's bad. Mm-hmm. So... You know, this is a bit of oral history here, but way back when multiplayer started and gears were first introduced, there were people who were hacking gears so that you could use the same gear on more than one character. You could have more than more than one copy of the same gear on one character. So that somebody would come in with three copies of something powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they would max them out higher than it was possible. Mm-hmm. So they would have gear scores, not only that were thousands but actually had the effect it's not like when people hack the metal characters now and they give them like super high numbers uh like levels Mm -hmm. but they don't do anything more than a regular one they were really messing up people's experience so that's bad on the other hand though see i think there's what happens with people when they accuse others of hacking is we take bits of conversations that we have from other places where people are accused namely like in court Mm -hmm. and then we apply an unreasonable standard because so here's the thing yes people can buy stuff for money the stuff that you can buy is ridiculously overpriced to get to the level where it looks like somebody is hacking with money would typically cost in the thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and i think the number of people who are willing to commit, who don't know a game well enough, but yet are willing to commit thousands of dollars to it to start is vanishingly small. Mm-hmm. So, although it's higher than you think it is, because clearly that that's how a lot of these games are actually financing themselves is with the whales, right? The people who spend a ton of money on it. I, I have yet to meet somebody. So I'm talking specifically then about somebody who's new to the game, who's willing to drop $10,000 yeah. on it. Oh, yeah, well, the, the <laughs> stat, I think, is it's like the whales, it's like whatever percentage of people, right? It's something like 10% of people or 5% of people are like 90% of the profit. And then the average whale like makes their purchase within like the first hour of playing the game. Mm. So it's less that you spent that much that early and more that you start spending early. And so maybe at that point where you're new, you've yeah. only spent, you know, 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Right. But that's you starting on the path of having spent, you know. But I, I don't think that makes enough of an impact where it looks like. So the, I, I guess there's people who make the accusations who don't know the game well enough. So they make accusations about how an account looks without realizing that, yeah, that's not hacking. That's just yeah. normal play. And you've been playing for, what, 10 years now? Mm-hmm. But then there are people who really are cheating, almost certainly, like 99.9% cheating, but then people will come out to defend them to say, well, you don't know that. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But the likelihood of it, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those conversations where, because people, it's almost like people are choosing to find something to argue about because they're talking past each other Mm -hmm. when they don't really define 
the rules of engagement. Yeah. And I guess the parallel with steroids is, I don't know that steroids are necessarily wrong when you're talking about an adult who's decided they want to take performance-enhancing drugs Yeah. so they can be better at what they do. As long as you're an adult making that decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, your body, right? And also, especially as drugs have gotten better, I, I read something about how, like, in the early days of WWE, like, the way that they had, like, steroid formulations back then were right. a lot less, like, body-safe. So... Right. You know, there's there can be an argument when you're really like actually just like damaging yourself, like right. in a very noticeable and one to one way. But like you know, as but again, it's still their choice. Yeah, I think still their choice. But then, for most of those people, not like a fully informed one. Right, um, and then and that's a fair criticism too. I think where I have real tr- trouble with it is is how misleading it's been when people lie when they do use steroids and then lie about it. And what it does is it it means that people cannot be fully informed when they start doing stuff, right? Because yeah. they're not working with the right information about, well, is this kind of performance or this kind of physique or this kind of whatever possible without steroids? And then it's the people that are claiming that they're natural. Yeah. And then they use that as a platform to sell stuff that's not steroids to say, oh, this is yeah. what I did to get to it. So I, th- I feel oh, like, like the liver king. Exactly. Like literally, that's one of the people I was thinking about. Yeah. But the, the only good thing is that the more knowledge there is out there, the more the easier it is for people to figure out, yeah, you know, or to, to recognize what the effects of different performance enhancers are. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, nothing really nearly as serious as steroids. I just think there's parallels in how the discussion happens. And I think I, I'm still, it's still a, a difficult position, I think, or it's difficult to clearly define your position where some people are well just hack away we don't care and some people say well all hacking is bad any kind of cheating is bad yeah i think it's i still like where we have ended up where we're trying to find Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a nuance right yeah if it doesn't hurt anybody who cares yeah so i think the two problems are when it and that's interesting i hadn't really thought about that when talking about the cheating or hacking the Mm -hmm. problem is when you negatively impact somebody else's experience directly in the game or, and we have seen this, where people are cheating, but they're, like, talking about stuff on forums about, like, oh, here's how I got this, here's how you should do it. Right. And the other way that you can negatively impact somebody else's experience is by not being upfront about uh, <clears throat> having a hacked or cheated account. Right. And you could end up giving people sort of bad advice or making people think that they're playing wrong. Right. Because uh, they're not doing as well as you for the amount of time that you put in and they put in or whatever. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we want to? The next one comes from. Yeah, we'll do one uh, more. Egbo Simba Chioma. Uh, I don't know if that's their name. Simba. There's yeah. a Simba in so there. So it's E G B O S I M B A C H I O M A, and then it's seven Egg, three. Egbo. Egbo Simba Chioma. That's what I'm thinking. Is okay. those, that's where the three breaks are? But yeah. it's uh. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, they say, bro, can you please start doing Marvel Contest of Champions videos? Game is super complicated and need your brilliant explanations. Love the channel, by the way. Been tuned in for over four years. Yeah. Um, I guess we haven't talked about this in a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that we are never considering doing any other type of content. 
Uh, in fact, most of the time I have at least one idea for like some other video I could make kicking around somewhere in the back of my head. And I would love to see it. We've talked about some of those and I think I would love to see some of those videos. Yeah. Uh, but for any specific stuff, we're, we're just, there, there needs to be a reason for us to want to do it because if we were mm. popular enough, money, money and views could be a reason, but we're not popular enough that if we just make a new video that we're going to get money and we're going to get views, right? Mm. Uh, us really enjoying the thing that we're playing or doing could be a reason to make it. And that is where Injustice started, right? Right. Uh, but unfortunately, like somebody else coming in with a comment and saying, hey, could you play this? I think it would be a good videos is not enough of a reason. We've done, I've done a couple other sort of games at some point. Super in the past. hot. Super hot. And that was some sort of video tutorials. I took um, online guides and I made video versions, which I felt made it a lot easier to follow along. And uh, I still get like a comment like every once in a while on them. That's funny. Uh, and it's it's wild. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot about making these almost. Um, and then we did a little bit of Call of War as Gunslinger at one point, which was just a game that I was really enjoying at the time. Yes. Uh, and so we decided to make a couple videos on that. And I, you know, for we didn't know what we were doing. Right. But for that, I think I had a, at least a good enough time making them. And right. uh, hopefully you did too. And so the the main thing is that, like, if there is any other content that is not Injustice or not exactly what you expect from us here, it will be because we specifically wanted to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add? No. I, I. It's all aspects of, you know, there's always a different answer. Like, this is one of those things where we get asked it enough and we come back to it. It always feels like the answer is a little bit different. Because for me, yeah. I hardly play games at all. That's if true. anything, I'm trying to get away from playing games. Although now I've been sucked into playing Settlers of Catan online in Board Game Arena. Although that feels a little different. Friends. It does. But it, it's the same kind of time sink. Like, I, I'm also playing Word Blitz on yeah. Facebook. Mm -hmm. And the it's just the time sink. I mean, now mm -hmm. I'm branching out from Merge Boss from AliExpress. And I got to find some way to end it. And historically what happens is I achieve a certain proficiency. And then I decide, okay, now I'm done. Yeah. And then I abandoned it, but it's hard to let go. And I'm feeling like I'm burning the candle at both ends a little bit. It all, it's starting to feel like work. And I usually that's the kiss of death for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I can't, I need something a little bit more convincing than just please play this. I mean, I'm not saying that somebody can't come to me and say, please play this. Yeah. Oh, and specifically like the way that this person asked, you know, I would, have a million comments of you know like this and i would have no issue with them right oh yeah, yeah. it's there's not a problem fan of you whatever it's just there's a reason why it's not happening and this is a great example because this isn't somebody going your channel is dying you need to play something different and we've had lots of those yeah. comments yeah uh and those are uh ruder not that we care right no. uh not that the, it, it particularly matters to us one or another it's not somebody saying like you know I think you guys are bad people, right? Or right. I, I don't even know. It's hard to imagine a comment that somebody could make on the basis of these videos that would really hurt right. me. If somebody said, hey, I know you in real life. This is your full legal name. Uh, also, this is very embarrassing. Maybe that would hurt me. Um, <laughs> if it was like yeah. if it was like somebody that I knew and I, I was like, oh, man, that, that wouldn't be a good feeling. But barring that, I think it'd be very hard for a comment from like a stranger to really get under my skin at this point. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so this is like a nice way of asking it. It's just, uh, I, I feel a little bad for this person cause it's, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Right. 
Yeah. Do we want to do one more? You know what? Only because it it was recent and it's a response to something we actually asked. Yeah. So this one comes from Pikachu5J. Uh, They say, entertaining listen as always. Thanks for reading my comment. I meant side hustle in the sense that injustice is a big time commitment that often feels more punishing than rewarding, but we're always chasing the satisfaction from a hard-fought MP win or an extra lucky Phantom Zone pull. Making money off this game would definitely motivate me a lot more, though, lol. Speaking of the game, I was surprised by how quickly I got back into the swing of things mechanically, though I did get caught off guard by a Black as Night Flash team reversing damage over times and lost an ultimate battle, RIP, and I'm quickly remembering why I love this game so much in the first place. I don't know how long I'll stick to it, but I'm having a blast so far. Good for you. Yeah. I think that was exactly sort of what we're talking about, right? In terms of Mm. like getting to a point in a game where it starts to feel like work and then clearly this person i i don't remember how long they said they were on hiatus for but it was a couple years right they had mm-hmm. they had stepped away from the game i think it was four years if i'm remembering correctly but the exact number doesn't really matter right right and now they're coming back and enjoying it again and i think that's a good sort of way to uh manage your time in a, a healthy can, I, way i think it can be easy uh to get into that sort of cycle where you're not really enjoying yourself but you just keep putting time into it anyways because you're used to it um i have a bad habit i play valorant with my with my friends mm-hmm. right and i don't tend to say much in chat uh we always say like you know good luck have fun to the other team before we start mm-hmm. playing and if people are talking i will respond is the thing and right. so like sometimes you know somebody else on the other team has a great name and i go oh that's a cool name where they notice that we have themed names because me and my friends often have themed names and they'll go oh that's a you know fun naming scheme we'll go oh thanks you know whatever right right little stuff like that but if somebody starts really being like negative and toxic i will also sometimes reply to those people and i think that's why i get into a little bit of a bad habit because i'm like I, i i try not to be like terrible right i try not to be mean back to them Mm -hmm. but sometimes when somebody's like you guys suck you know why are you playing whatever or they're like just like clearly angry in the chat i'll say something like you you know you can play something else right like i promise you nobody's forcing you to play this game right Mm -hmm. now like are you having fun and i i don't think it's necessary or constructive necessarily to say stuff like that but i do um well maybe get a little bit of satisfaction of it like i'm like you know you you realize that you can this is your free time right so it's all frame the frame that you're looking at because it is constructive because it makes you feel better it may not be <laughs> constructive in a way that changes that person's behavior and improves you know the environment yeah but there's something to be said for just you know a little bit of self-care yeah say say what you mean it's not particularly uh harmful to others yeah it's a yeah. little bit toxic back though i'm fanning the flames a little bit like there was fair. a fair uh, a couple of days ago i played a game when somebody was saying like oh you guys are bad uh, you guys, I can't believe you're letting me like do so well. I'm like not even like buying like good guns yet. Even like I've like I'm playing right. it like a challenge, whatever. And they were winning by a little bit, but not that much. And they were at the top of the lobby. And then I, they started. They're like, okay, now I'm gonna buy guns. And then I killed them a couple rounds in a row. And they're mm. they started losing, and I was doing better than them on the board and stuff. And they stopped talking. And I said I was missing hearing your feedback. I wanted to hear what you thought about this last half of the game, man. You got mm. you went quiet all of a sudden. Where'd you go? And uh, they didn't reply for the rest of it. And they also didn't uh, GG at the end when everyone right. else did. Right. But it's stuff like that where it's it's not necessary, right? Like I'm feeding, I'm not feeding into that guy because obviously he went silent because he was you know 
either frustrated or whatever he was he was right. locked in one way or another right. but i didn't need to say that you know it wasn't important for me to, yeah. <laughs> to, to kind of stoop to his level a little bit but i did enjoy it right. so i don't know <laughs> okay on that note <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so to finish we're up, always here with psychological insights right yeah but i don't you didn't give me your feedback on it i'm just saying i probably didn't need to say that i don't know <laughs> i you know what sometimes like there's <sighs> You talk about toxic. I think there's sometimes there is harm in internalizing and shoving down stuff. Yeah. Because it's not appropriate to express those things, mm-hmm. right? But I can complain and, to the friends that I'm playing with. No, I don't need to sure. say it. To the other <laughs> sure. Fair enough. But I think that there's yeah. certain areas that are safe and, and not dangerous yeah. where you can do that. I think, you know, it's just, it's, you know, during a game. And having a little bit of not hostile talk, but just, yeah. you know, you're giving back a little bit as you're getting. Yeah. I don't think that's entirely bad. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that'll do it for this week. To finish up, we'd like to give a huge thank you to our lovely patrons on Patreon. That would be Michael DeVries, Irvin Ruiz, Hoshi127, and Nora Klimek, who are supporting us on the credited level. And the other names that you see across the screen who have supported us at some point during the pandemic. Yeah, so there we go. Thank you so much for your support. And thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.